Hello, and welcome back to the Iowa Type Theory Commute. I'm Aaron Stump. We're in Chapter 5 of the podcast talking about uh, Curry-style typing, really. And this was sort of sparked by questions about realizability. We mentioned a little bit about this in the second episode of this Chapter 5. And uh, also wanting to hear more about things that might lead towards uh, understanding Sedil, the tool and the theory that we're working on here at Iowa. And so we've been talking about the idea of erasing your type annotations, which is very uncontroversial from a programming language perspective, but not uncontroversial from a type theory perspective, which is a pity because it's so much a better way to do things <laughs> um, than the other way. So it's, it's, in my opinion, it's just hands down better, at least for the kind of applications I'm interested in. Perhaps there are other cases where it really makes much more sense to have types be intrinsic to terms. That is, that they're, they're really part of the term. They exist sort of semantically. There's no notion that you can just erase them away and, and, and that that's what the term really, uh, that's really the essence of the term. So, you know, Curry style, we erase these things, also sometimes called extrinsic typing. And we we're talking about some of the benefits of this. Uh, and we talked about intersection typing, which is a little exotic. Uh, we use it for Sedil. It's quite a critical tool for us for Sedil and for reasons that I'll explain a little later in the podcast. We probably need to talk about lambda encodings a bit first before that will make much sense. But the, but still, it's an interesting fact that you with curry style typing, you now have the possibility of working with intersection types. And we mentioned last time this intriguing result, uh, rather famous result in the type theory, that intersection types, you can have sound and complete type of systems for normalization, for example, uh, with intersection types, which is quite quite amazing. At first, seems a little paradoxical, but it's not paradoxical. It work, makes total sense that this is, this is in principle possible, and that is an example of, you know, using intersection types for something pretty interesting from a type theory perspective, ensuring normalization, which, as you recall, under the Curry-Howard isomorphism, the terms we have that we want to think of as proofs, we need to have those be normalizing. We need a guarantee that those can't run forever because otherwise, since induction and recursion, for example, are identified under Curry-Howard, if you have a non-normalizing recursive function, that's an unsound induction. So that's not, you can't, can't rely on that as a proof of uh, formula. So uh, anyway, so what I wanted to talk about today a little bit related to this is uh, so we can have intersection types. We can also have a top type. Uh, there's no problem to have a type that types every term, even terms that don't normalize. That's, that's, there's nothing wrong with that. We can just say, sure, uh, there's this type that classifies everything. And, you know, if you have something of type top, you don't get to do much with it. <laughs> Um, except build other things of type top, really. Um, or you could pass it to functions that consume inputs of type top. But uh, you, you know, you've once you've put something into the top type, you've you've lost all static information about it. So you don't know anything about whether it's going to normalize or how it might behave if called with other arguments or this kind of thing. So, but I raise this point about top type to highlight that with Curry style, you know, so-called extrinsic or Curry style typing. 
you you get an interesting additional flexibility in your language design. You don't have to have normalization for all typable terms. And because, you know, with intrinsic typing, it's it's you know, a delicate art. And we worked on this in this trellis project a few years ago with Stephanie Wyrick and Tim Shurd, trying to figure out ways to have a type language. So the whole language is typed, but parts of the language, you know, are normalizing and then other parts might not be normalizing, you know, with the motivation that you want to write general recursive programs in sort of the programming language part of the, the language. And then you want to write normalizing programs in the part of the language that's intended to be uh, sound as a logic under Curry Howard. And uh, this, these language designs that we studied, and we, you know, Penn and Iowa and um, Portland State all kind of came up with different language designs. I think it's safe to say they're all pretty complicated. <laughs> it was pretty hard to manage to safely carve out a typed normalizing subset of a general recursive typed language. You know, you have the problems of, you have to sort of describe, well, what if I have a function that takes in a program expression, like something that might fail to terminate, but it's going to handle it very carefully, and maybe that, maybe I can have a proof about a possibly diverging term, because the proof isn't actually going to try to run that program. It's going to sort of just carefully pass it around or only sort of speak about it, but not actually try to execute it. I mean, this is came subtle and, and tricky. And, uh, you know, I think some good work was done. I mean, the pen people, uh, I mean, we, let's, let's just say everybody had some pretty interesting, interesting work on that topic. Um, I was on the dissertation committees for some of the pen guys and they had, I was impressed by what they had come up with, uh, you know, as with everyone else's too, but anyhow, so, uh, but with this design I'm talking about with Curry style typing, there's really no problem if you have non-normalizing terms because you're really you're really talking about the types as giving descriptions of terms. So it's okay if some type says, I don't know anything about this term, it might diverge. That's fine. And other types will say, we'll give you a lot more information that might guarantee normalization. And so so you get some flexibility in your language design. And in Sedil, for example, we have a top type and we have, you can write down any, any program you want, even ones that diverge, ones that diverge and couldn't be typed under any reasonable type system or certainly not under the type system we have. Uh, you know, so, and those all have type top. And that's fine. That doesn't spoil the logical soundness uh, under Curry Howard because the top type you're not interpreting that as a as a formula that you have proofs of. You know, there's some types you have, and those that do guarantee that normalization for their inhabitants. I mean, that is the terms that have the type. There's certain types that do guarantee normalization, and the top type doesn't guarantee normalization. And there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, so, and there doesn't, you know, there's no again, no paradoxes, nothing that uh, doesn't make sense there. It's just, and this is kind of comes back to realizability. When you're thinking, I've got computation first, I have programs, untyped programs, and I explain how they run. And then I define types by saying, you know, types are just descriptions of the behavior of programs. They're very condensed descriptions of the behavior of programs. And so some description, 
can say, oh yeah, this thing goes crazy and it doesn't normalize. Some other description can say, no, this thing is like a rock. It's going to, you know, it normalizes in five steps. I mean, you can have, you know, different, your types might manage to say different things about programs. Uh, but this whole perspective where the type isn't some, an intrinsic, it's not essential to the program that it has this or that or the other type. I mean, really, the, this is such an obvious truth that it's, it's just sort of shocking that people, more people don't seem to accept it. I mean, we have a lot of work. It, it's, it's a well-known problem in dependently typed programming that you have uh, different forms of very similar or more like different forms of the same data type, like lists. You might have just regular lists. You might have vectors, which we talked about. We might have sorted lists where there's some proofs in, inside the list uh, values that show that the, the values are in you know, non-decreasing order or whatever. Uh, so um, you, have, uh, you have all these different sort of isomorphic data types or data types that are really pretty much the same, but they have different decorations or ornaments. And in fact, <laughs> there's a whole theory and it's rather complicated of ornamentation for how you might manage to describe functions and data types in a way that lets you put different ornaments on them and then sort of solve this problem that uh, otherwise we seem to just be duplicating lists and, and with different decorations to sort of enforce different static properties of the list. But uh, with the approach I'm talking about, which again, as I'm hard not taking credit for it. This is not called stump style typing. This is called Curry style typing. Uh, with this a, a approach to typing, you don't have to do that sort of thing. I mean, it's the problem is not like just magically gone, but uh, I, one in the same program can have many different types. And one, you know, one in the same data type, uh, well, okay, let's just say one of the same set of constructors could have many, could participate in many different data types. And one of the same function could have many different types. And you can assign them. You can assign intersections of them if you want. You know, so uh, so this is some of the uh, benefits we're getting from uh, dropping this this sort of strange view that types are intrinsic to programs. Computation comes first, and types come second. So uh, that's all I have to say about that for the moment. And I'm at my destination and running a tiny bit late to get to class. So thank you very much for listening and talk to you again soon.